the line. The second half, the ball comes back to Stewart. They float across the line. It comes to Linda. Back inside it comes the lines. He's away from one tackle. Then the ball back to Stewart. They've got an overlap. Stewart's gone straight through. It comes to halfway. Where are the wingers? He's up over halfway. He's looking for Eddie Howard. He's still going, Stewart. He gave it to Maninga. Hello and welcome to the All Things Rugby League podcast. Welcome to Thursday Chats with Richie. I've got Richie. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Well, let's get straight into it. Well, let's start uh, with the Joseph Manu Latrell Mitchell incident. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, mate. Um, yeah, yeah in, in my opinion, you know, it was obviously a pretty low shot. You know, you don't you don't want to really be going around taking people's heads off. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, you know, it, even he he did say it was an accident, but like I, I think you've heard if even if it was an accident, you know that's a that's a pretty big accident. You know, sending sending yeah. one of your good mates into hospital. Uh, yeah, I think I think even after the incident, you know, just the just the ongoing. You know what I mean? Like how he just, you know, like he, he got up and tried to fight Joseph Martin. You know what I mean? Like he got in his face and yeah. stuff. So that, that's what I I didn't really like about it. I, I lost I lost probably all my he's probably lost all my respect for for that because I I don't, I don't think uh that was in the spirit of the game and you know even even if you know I understand completely because I play I play footy and those things happen you know you're running at 100 miles an hour you got one thing on your head you know just smash him you know what I mean yeah but I think yeah he's, he's very lucky to get away with just six weeks I, I definitely think that's a nine to 12 week offense but um it is what it is and it, that's just the way the trail plays I guess with a lot of aggression he he plays with his instincts and you know it doesn't really matter who's in front of him or mates and all. Uh, he just he gives it everything he's got. So yeah, that's just the top player he thinks. What do you What do you think? I I, I um I'm gonna have to uh, disagree with you a little bit, but I I agree with most of the stuff you're saying. Look, um, on the footy field, when you when you're versing your mates, it 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 is um sort of like I'm I'm out here to to kill the opposition. The troll obviously saw that um. James Fish, uh, sorry, um, Joseph Miney was a great target, uh, a, a great player, um, and he wanted to he wanted to uh, prove uh, who the bigger guy was. Look, um, Trent Robinson said this, and I, I I can totally agree with it. He said Latrell loves to play on on an edge, and that what that's what makes him great. Um, and I think that's a really good quote. Latrell plays with a bit of um with a bit of fire in him in, in his belly. Um, he he, that's the, just the player he is, and um, even Isaac jo- John said on the YKTR uh, podcast, the troll plays the way he plays, and that's not going to change anytime soon. That's one hundred percent correct. Um, yeah, look, it was totally, totally accidental. Um, no player goes onto the field to do what what happened, um, do something like that, like to rip his head off or to yeah, end his season like that. Um, it, it's it's not in the spirit of the game. Um, it, he didn't mean to do it. Uh, it was totally accidental. I think, um, yeah, as I said, he just still had that fire in his belly, which is uh, which explains how the way he acted after it. I, I don't think that – I think that he's getting a little more hate than he probably deserves, but I think from the hate, uh, it's going to make him a better person and a better player because you do learn uh, from things like that. Um, look, he's yeah, not well, grew up. Yeah. What are we going to yeah, say? Well, you know, you know, if even if you've if you've been in a situation like that, no no man or or, or woman deserves to be told that they they should kill themselves. You know, what I mean, over social media, like oh, I heard that Charles yeah. Mitchell has been getting death threats over oh, it's, it's over disgusting. that incident, which is it's is, it's terrible. Like they're. That, those type of people who abuse people over social medias are the the really lowest of the low. Like that, yeah. No, no, no person deserves to get abused over social media like that. And even I heard yeah. that um they were taking shots at his family and stuff. You know, like yeah. saying they were gonna kill his daughter or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's it's terrible. Just you know the how that instance it has expanded, and I I I definitely disagree with 
you know, what Latrell yeah. has to cop there. You know, like Look, what's, what happens on the field, you know, it's got to stay on the field, but yeah, um, fan, some fans think they should take it into their own hands, which is, which is completely wrong. Look, he, he does he does so many things um, out of the game um, that, are, that are just amazing. He's no grub. He's not a grub. Um, he doesn't he doesn't go out there and say, oh, today I'm just going to end Joseph Manu's season. Like, he's not that type of player. Um, I think it's more the ego and the confidence um, that sort of takes over um, while he's on the field after he does mm. something really good, like he makes a great defensive play or um, he – puts a big shot on um it's sort of the ego sort of gets in um look even after the after the game they've made up and they're mates now like there's nothing bad between them um it, it's yeah it's it's disappointing and i might i want to say this anyway i think it's going to be a little controversial i think that he's going to be one of the most hated players for a long long time he doesn't deserve it, but he but he is um, just for the things that he's done, which were which were I'm I'm saying right now, which a, a total accidents. He didn't mean to do any of these things, but as I said before, it's going to make him a better man. It's going to make him a better person. He's going to learn from the mistakes, and uh, that's what's going to make him a better player and a, and a much cleaner player. And I think he's only at the start of his career. He's, he's still in a sort of a learning phase. Uh, in terms of uh, what to do and what not to do and um, what to take out of your game and what to put into your game. Um, he's a great player, Latrell. Um, and I think yeah. once he sort of gets the the um, the ego and the um, overconfidence uh, out of his game, he he's going to be a great player. Now, um, obviously, the impact that's had on the Roosters, I mean, Manu, a man of multiple positions, he's played 5'8", 5'8", fullback, center, winger. Seriously, you could put this guy anywhere and he'd have a great game. And it's really a big loss for the Roosters. And the Trolls apologized for that. Um, and he's he's very upset with what he's done. Um, but yeah, as, as I said, all this hate is going to make him a better person, I think. Um, it's it's a yeah as you said it's a pretty significant accident. Uh, it's not in the spirit of the game. However, um, people do um, tend to treat him uh, a lot harsher than they should. Um, yeah. Look, I think six weeks, six weeks is it's not what people would want, but it's enough time for him to to sit down and think. All right, I, I've I've fucked up. I need to fix what I've done. I think um, Wayne Bennett or even the the assistant coach right now who will be coached next year needs to just sit down with him and say, hey, look, um, this has happened a few times now. You've done things um, that have got you suspended, accidents or not. We just need to fix a few things in Clean your game. Clean it up. Clean yeah. it up, yeah. Um, but in saying all of that, um, he's a great person. He's a great player. Um, and... Yeah, he, he gets he gets treated way too harshly um, for for what um, for what he's done, uh, regardless of whether uh, the significance of what he's done. Um, that's just what I think. I don't know if, if you agree. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's he's done a lot of a lot of good off the field. It's just the uh, it's just the little things on yeah, the field it, that he's he's got to fix. Like he's a, he's a world class player, mate. Like he's he's one of the best in the game and I, I think as a rugby league fan we'd all hate to see him off the field. Yeah. So he's just gotta he's just gotta take a second and just think what he's doing because we, we all love seeing him play and yeah. he he can't just keep ruling himself out doing yeah. stupid things like that when when you're really not in a state of mind when you're thinking yeah. of what you're doing. So yeah, yeah well, going off what, yeah go going off what you said before I'm not sure if I've lost respect for him. I think I've got plenty of respect for him. I, I think I just think that it's it's just as you said, it's just the little things that he needs to fix up in order to be um, a a better player. Essentially, I think. Um, moving on, same game. Um, Trent Robinson obviously got a fine for the things he said. Hundred percent. Everything that he said was a hundred percent correct. Um, yeah. 
he he meant it too. And if I was a coach and I was in his shoes, I probably would have said something similar, if not the same thing, because, um, you know, it, it, it's something that had to be said for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I, man, I, I, I can completely understand where Trent Robson's coming from, you know, especially when, when he's got a lot of pride, especially with the Roosters. Um, he's, uh, he's carries, he carries, you know, a lot of, how do I say, a lot of like love for the team. So when, when he, uh, when he expresses his emotions at the interview, you can, you can really see that he's meaning everything that he says. And I, I, I 100% agree with everything he said. And I I think, I think he, he won't mind wearing the penalty of, $20,000. Twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you know? he's he's one of those coaches. He's he's one of the best coaches in the game in terms of standards, um, his beliefs, and how he connects yeah. with the players. I I think he's he's look. And I I think even twenty thousand um, dollars, let alone the forty thousand dollars all up for not only Trent Robinson for but for the staff as well. I think that's a, a way too extravagant. Um, he didn't say anything too bad, but uh, but and. Yeah. and what, what everything you everything you said w- was right and and back off what um after he said these things henry paranar has been um stood down um and nrl's taking action um off what he said so we can definitely understand that what he said was was definitely correct there was nothing wrong with what he said and it most definitely had to be said i think that after a game like that um the way it ended i think one of the coaches need to stand up and, and say something there. Well, we saw Wayne Bennett. He, he's a very smooth operator, isn't he? Like he's yeah. he's very cool. He's he's very relaxed, especially oh. with these situations, mate. He, yeah, you just saw his his uh his post match interview. You can see he's been through a million of these situations just by the way he was talking. Yeah, you know. But uh, imagine if imagine if we had someone like Ricky Stewart up there. You know what I mean? He would have oh. went off his mind, mate. He would have, mate, been He would have been fine. He yeah. would have been fine t- <laughs> twice as much, if not four times as much. Could you imagine yeah. if Craig Bellamy was up there? Oh, mate, he would. They would go crazy then. Mate, too. he would have been. He would have oh, been sacked. Yeah. He would have been sacked. <laughs> that NRL wouldn't have copped it. They would have had to drag him out of the press conference. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think Trent Robinson and Wayne Bennett, the ways they both go about the game, I think he's just amazing. And and especially with the age of Wayne Bennett, um, he is just so wise and humble. Um, and I think that's the best thing in a coach. And and if they end up doing this expansion team and and he's the coach, it, it that, that club is going to go so far in the competition. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I, I like the expansion. Oh well, uh, personally, personally, I I don't think the expansion is going to happen. But if it does, well, and Wayne Bennett's the, your coach, I mean, you are the luckiest team in in the entire competition, really. Well, and and the players that are going to go up there, I mean, you've got um, Munster, you've got well, there's plenty of players off contract now. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but you've got a full team there for sure. Lachlan Lewis is about to leave the Bulldogs, yeah. and he'd be a great halfback alongside. Come on, I reckon he Lachlan Lewis is just so underrated. I think if they get, grab a hold of Tyrone Peachy as well, he'd be a great lock or utility. Yeah. I mean, they've got a thinking about it now. The, the players that are off contract, you could make a pretty like high strength team. Um, I can make a great team, pretty much an all star team out of out of the players that are off contract. To be honest. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I'll give my opinion on the league expansion a, a little bit later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about but, we'll um, talk about it more later. Um, yeah. moving on to the bunker. Um, yeah, I think I think that with the bunker, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. It, it's not a fan favorite thing. Um, it's made plenty of wrong decisions since it's been operated. It was only meant for for try scoring situations, and and it's sort of taken too much control it's pretty much turned to a second yeah. referee which is what we tried to get rid of uh, i think that it should either be completely abolished like the bunker goes and it, and it, and, it, and we, don't, we don't see the bunker ever again or as he said we we keep it to try scoring situations if the ref really can't see something then he, he himself has to ask the bunker instead of the bunker just chiming in and say hey two sets ago there was a penalty um, let's award it like stuff like that. It's, it, it's just, 
yeah. it's ruining the game. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as I said before, Henry Perinara, obviously a key example of that with the Roosters game. Um, look, even as a South supporter, I, as accidental as that was, I think a lot of people were rooting for Latrell to be sent off. And I think that would have been the go, yeah. to be honest. Even being a South supporter, I, I, I totally think that that would be the go. Yeah. But with the bunker, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get how, how they get some of the decisions so wrong. Like, you know, like how, how do all the fans see a different way than what the bunker sees? You know, like, like what are they seeing compared to what we're seeing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even with the Joseph Manu incident and Latrell Mitchell, yeah. It, it took Joseph Manu to go over there and, gra- and grab Latrell for the bunker to even do something. The, ref- the referee was yelling out, play on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's, we, that wasn't we the referee. That wasn't the referee's yeah. fault. That was Henry Perinara. He he did nothing. Yeah, yeah, the, bunk, uh, yeah, the bunker did the bunker. nothing. And I, 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 don't, I don't get that. And then even when they hesitated to, or, oh, shit, we better, we better make a decision on that. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they gave him a sin bin. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, think, I think we all knew that that's, that was worthy of a send-off. Like, backtrack to round 10, mate. He would have been... Oh, if, if back in the NRL crackdown, back oh, in round yeah. 10, Latrell would have been... If you, yeah. you, go, so you that, go back to magic round, um, yeah. he's getting a firm talking to by the ref and he's getting sent off. Look, then again, there's two sides to this. Um, there's a side where, yeah, he definitely deserved to be to be sent off um, and just yeah, and not come back for the rest of the game. Yeah. But look, if you think about what he's got now, he's out for the season. He's not playing any more footy this season. It's exactly the same punishment to say if he got nine or 12 weeks, other than the fact that he'll be coming back next season. Um, really, um, this, this 10 minute sin bin would have sat well with the fans if Latrell didn't act the way he did after he came back on. I yeah. think people would be more more accepting, okay, 10 bin, that's fair enough. But yeah, he came back on and he had the same attitude. And I think it, that's that's what it is for Latrell. It's more just like in-game attitude. Off the field, he's the best bloke ever. He He's um, done plenty of things for charity. He, he does so much for the community. He's such a nice guy. It's just that... For all players, I think you can agree, and I can definitely agree. Once we step on that field, we're a totally different person. Like it, it's yeah. stick up for the boys. 100%. It's it's um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a death ment- mentality. Like you're going out there and you're saying, I'm I'm gonna smash this bloke. I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'm just gonna play some footy, and that, and that's the mentality yeah. where you go when you step on that field. And I think, um, yeah, I think the troll did go a bit too far. But in saying that, um, yeah, it, it, it just hasn't been the best season uh, for the Trolls yeah. suspension-wise. Uh, I think well, next next season he's going to come back and he's going to be a bit better because I think um, in the off-season, I think someone's going to have to talk to him and, and pull him up and, and alter his game um, so he he doesn't um, get uh, suspended for uh, or sent off um, that much. Yeah, well, I'm not even saying... You know that Latrell should have been sent off for an advantage against the Roosters. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think we saw in that ten-minute time period when South Sydney were one player short and against the Roosters, they were still dominating the game. You know what I mean? They were, they were still they still looked like they were in control, and uh, I, I think uh, South Sydney were were all. It was like it's it almost like they're one step ahead of the Roosters the whole game. You know what I mean? That they knew what was what was going to happen before. It happened. It's just it's just a it was a bit disappointing to see when Joseph Manu got taken out like that because I, I felt like the Roosters were on a roll. I think at that time it was the score was 24-12. You know, it's, it's only two tries. I thought the Roosters were starting to pick up momentum and yeah, would but have made I, the game a lot more interesting. I, I don't think than, I don't think that has anything to do with South. I think that again, we like going back to the bunker, I think they're not they're they're watching from two sets behind. Um and that's what's that's where the bad decisions are coming from. Instead of watching the now and and pulling up what's happening then and there, they're pulling up set uh, penalties from two or three sets ago that we didn't even pick up. Like the yeah. thing with the bunker is the bunker 
needs to only come in when it's asked to, because at the at this at the, this point, it, it's it's coming in at all the wrong times. No one likes it. Um, everyone's t- everyone's seeing with their own eyes things that should or should not be penalties, and and the bunker um, is making uh, terrible decisions. I mean, if you're sitting in a room and you have a camera on the field, I don't understand if you have ten. I don't know how many that they probably have all the angles in the world to pick up yeah. different uh, different things. I, I I just it just baffles me how um they could possibly make a wrong wrong decision. It's 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 really hard to believe, and and I think the thing is it is too. Um, it's because that the new rules have let the the bunker um come in and 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 be that second referee i think that one the nrl needs to stop making new rules they need to stick with the, what the game is like now because it's fine how it is now they need to get rid of the bu- either get rid of the bunker as a whole or leave it there for when the ref asked the bunker hey look i didn't see what just happened go back or i've got a try that i couldn't really see if he grounded it just check that that's the only time the bunker should should be let into the game. Other than that, they just keep their mouth shut. And I think that's what's going to make the fans happy. And I think that's what's going to make the game flow a bit more. Yeah, I, I think you you can agree with me in saying that the NRL refereeing system right now is too inconsistent. Can, can you agree totally, with me Totally, totally. It, it's so it's like one game. One game has a completely different, like a refing style. And then the next game is is different again it's it's way too inconsistent especially with all the all the new penalties and all the new things that are trying to pull up the players for you know what i mean like yeah well you know what an interesting stat um penrith have only uh, i don't know if it, hold on, i'm trying to think which team it was i, I might have been penrith but uh honestly not too sure but one team that had grant atkins as their referee um, the only games that they had lost in that season were refed by him. So I think it's it's a little bit of bias. I think it was the Penrith Panthers. I think the the games that they lost with um, Nathan Cleary in the side, uh, Grant Atkins was was the referee. Oh no, actually it was South. All the all the games that South sorry it was it was South. All the games that South had lost uh, in that season were coached by uh, were refereed by Grant Atkins. Um, so you can obviously see the bias in there as well. It's not just inconsistency. You can see bias because, as you said, um, in one game, uh, a high tackle is 10 in the bin. In another game, it's it's a penalty. Just for kick for touch, that's it. That's Nothing else has been said. So yeah, inconsistency is one thing, um, but there's a whole lot of bias um, between some referees. And I think that... There, there needs to be a ref a review of all the referees currently in the competition, and I think, um, yeah, there just needs to be a, a chat between the referees saying, "Hey, um, consistency um, is what we need in our game, um, and if you're not going to be consistent, I'm sorry, but see you later." That's that's what needs yeah. to happen, um, in my opinion. I, I don't know if if many other people might disagree with that, um, but that's just what I think. I think that. Uh, the cons- it needs to be the game needs to be more consistent, and the referees that aren't willing to make the game consistent, uh, or who aren't up to track with with the the new rules, not not necessarily if they came out the week before, but more so uh, the current rules that have been around for ages. If they're not up to scratch with that, and if they're making two different results for two different games, I mean, yeah, that's the, that's that's what's wrong with the game today, and I think. Consistency is a big thing that the the NRL um, needs to fix. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. Well, going on now, um, who do you think is the best player in the NRL now, and why? Well, obviously, you can't go past Turbo and Nathan Cleary. You know, they're two of the two of the game's most dominant mm. players in the league, and they both. Whenever they're on the field, they change their team significantly. You know, like Turbo is a fullback. He's, I don't know 
what he does. I don't know how he changes Manly that much. I, I think it's just the confidence that he he instills when, when he plays footy because he plays with a lot of confidence. He backs himself 100% everywhere mm. he goes. Yeah. So I, I think that's reflected onto the Manly team. Nathan Cleary, we know he's a really good organiser and he's he's got a really, really strong kicking game. I, I think recently he's his form's been a bit down, as I've spoken about before. Uh, I, I still think he's mm. carrying some sort of an injury. Yeah. Or they're just getting him out there to try to get some match time on him before the finals. But if you look at Nathan Cleary's form at the start of the season, mate, he was, yeah, in my oh. opinion, he was the, the game's greatest. Like, I think even I think now the stats. Yeah. I think one of the stats with his goal kicking, mate. Like he hadn't missed like a like a goal kicking attempt in like I think it was like twenty plus attempts, even yeah. at a state of origin level. You know, well, he's kicking eight for eight at Suncorp Stadium. That's, even that's yeah. impressive. Even without the goal kicking, he's got one thousand points or more than one thousand points now in his career, and he's only twenty three. Yeah, he's going to be playing for another decade. Like the the, can you imagine? The, the, the points that he's going to get in his career. He's yeah, well, I think, yeah, I, I think he's a future immortal, mate. For I, sure. I'll be honest. I, I think he's got everything. I, I reckon he's, if he keeps going the way he's going, developing, he'll end up a better footballer than Andrew Johns. Yeah. And well, uh, he'll, yeah. He'll, be, he'll be an immortal in, in my eyes if, if he can keep playing footy and keep learning. And look, you're going to get most of those people who say, oh, don't judge Nathan Cleary now. Uh, he's only the start of his career and blah, blah, blah and all that bullshit. But, I mean, <laughs> like the stats he's pulling up right now, how could you not say he's going to be a star of the future? He, he, He's one of the most matured. He's one of the best halfbacks in our game at the age of 23. Yeah, he's just a boy. Like, he's – I he, mean – It's amazing. He has to be. He has to be the best player in the NRL. I mean, Tom Trevojevic – Hundred percent, he's up there. But the things that Nathan Cleary have do- has done in the game, like it's it's it stands out. It really does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I can't I can't personally I can't um, look past Nathan Cleary. Look, I've got Tom Trojevich up here as well. I mean, this year he's been on fire. As soon as he came back from that um that hamstring injury. Uh, I don't know what those exotic um, stretches are doing to him, but Jesus, <laughs> have you seen those, mate? Yeah, I mean, far out. I, I, don't, I don't think I want one that happening to me, mate. I'll be honest. Yeah, no. If I get a hamstring injury, I'm gonna refrain from getting those stretches. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think if I do that, I think I'm at more risk of pulling it again rather than fixing it anytime soon. But <laughs> look, it seems to be working for Tommy. He's in great form at the at the moment. Um, and yeah, he's definitely a player of the future. He's only young too. I think he's only 25, 26 years of age. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's very young. He's got plenty of time to to play rugby league, but he'll be a man for his whole career, mate. I, I think we all for know sure. it. He, yeah, for sure. He won't be There's leaving no that way. system. There's no yeah. way he's leaving that system. And I think no matter how much money you offer him, I think the Parramatta Eels offered him um, about $10 million when he was off contract. Um, for I think it was six years, which is crazy. That's more than That's two crazy. million uh, a season, and he denied it to stay at Manly because, and that's the loyalty he has, and, and that's the player. He's a he's a one club player, and I think when you watch, a, I think Nathan Cleary is a one club player as well. There's players that you see that are, that are extremely talented, but you sort of know that they're a one club player just the way that they interact with the team around them. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can't no, see Tom Trevoy. I can yeah. see Nathan Cleary moving though. I'll, I'll be honest. I can see it. You oh. know, if here, I'll, I'll send a picture for you. All right, this is the most ideal situation. You know, as as a fan of the Chooks for me. So you got oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. So Brad Fittler is the coach of the New South Wales Blues. Where did yep. Brad Fittler play? Penrith the Roosters, right? Oh God, Nathan Cleary. Oh God, Penrith the Roosters. I think there's a strong link there. Ivan Cleary was the head coach at the Roosters. There's a very strong link between Nathan Cleary and the Roosters, and I would not be surprised if Uncle Nick from the Chooks offers him a lot of money and he'll pack his bags quicker than anything. Mate, I can see it happening, mate. Oh, I can see it happening, mate. As much as I as much as I want to praise you right now, um, and, and as much as I'm laughing behind the scenes. 
I can't see him leaving. I can't see him leaving Penrith. He's grown <laughs> up. He's grown up with those boys. Um, he's played with him nearly his whole life. I, I can't see him leaving that club. Uh, he, he's he's too um, strong with the with the guys around him. He, as I said, he's grown up with them, uh, and, and that's just undeniable chemistry. And I, and I think that's too strong um, for him to go to a club, even even the Roosters. No matter no matter how much money he gets offered, I think that he's a Penrith player through and through. And I think man, Manly um, have Tom Trevojevic and Jack Trevojevic for their whole careers as well. Um, as much as I want to daydream with you, and as as much as I would. Um, <laughs> As, as much as I would uh, love to see Cleary uh, at the at the Roosters, even though I'm a South supporter, um, it's not going to happen, mate. Uh, it, he's a he's a Penrith player uh, through and through, uh, and he's definitely not leaving that club. There is no way. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really see that connection. But um, I mean, nice try. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, mate, I'll watch Nathan Cleary anywhere. Mate, he's he's just a oh for he's sure, such, no. he's such, a, such a classy yeah. player. He he yeah. he's he's the best. Um, and I think all of us, um, no matter who we go for, all NRL fans would love to see Nathan Cleary on their team. But it's just so unrealistic. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think he's a a, a Penrith player through and through. Uh, I don't think he's leaving that club. Um, so. Grand final winner predictions. Who have you got? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. Or well, a, a couple of weeks ago, I would definitely have backed Melbourne Storm to take it to the house 100. Yeah. Uh they took they took a loss to the Eels. I think that's gonna that's gonna hit them hard. Oh mate, but that they, was a that probably, was a total fluke. I think Craig Bellamy's gonna yeah. learn from that game, and he's gonna and yeah. they're gonna be hit strong. Yeah, they're gonna they obviously Melbourne Storm. Uh, they're always going to be there, but Penrith, uh, Nathan Cleary, you know, he I think he's going to have a really strong finals charge, and he could be a serious yeah. contender against Melbourne. But I still think Melbourne might hold on, but another team that not many people are really talking about. It, it's a probably the biggest dark horse I've seen in a while, and that's that's Manly Warringah Seagulls, mate. You know, totally. I, yeah. I, I think if they've got everything to win the comp, but the defense. If they fix their defense, they they cut all the bullshit. They start working on the defense to, to stop plays that that come from the Melbourne Storm and Penrith Panthers. Mate, they are in a serious premiership contention, you know. And yeah. you know, Mel, um, Melbourne, you know they they're playing really good footy right now. But if you look at Manly, they're playing for more than just the premiership. You know, start of this year, they had uh, one of their young players, Keith Titmus, die. Yeah. Um at yeah, a morning training session. And obviously they had Bob Fulton too. So that they're playing for a lot more than than uh than just the premiership rings and the glory. They're playing for the for the pride of the club and and they're doing it for him. Yeah. Um and I think just the footy they're playing at the moment, mate. The the, the champagne yeah. footy they're playing out there. I think they're they're really good contenders. I'm I'm not doubting Melbourne for a second. I think Melbourne are definitely in the grand final. I, I don't think anyone's argument could really change my mind there. I think Melbourne uh, are definitely in that grand final spot. They're not moving from first, and I think they will beat everyone in the finals. Um, but to be honest, if if I'm doubting anyone right now, I'm, I'm doubting the Penrith Panthers. That the form that Manly are in, they're a real contender for this for this final series. Now. In saying that, Nathan Cleary is a fantastic player. Brian Toto is playing some great footy, just coming back. I think his first game back, he ran about 280-something metres, nearly 300 metres in his first game back from a syndesmosis injury, which is which is just hectic. That's amazing uh, to, yeah. to pull that one off. Um, look, I, I just – honestly, I don't think Penrith are, are going all the way. I, I think that – Manly and Melbourne are going to be those. Uh, Melbourne obviously are going to be the, the the obvious ones that will make the grand final. If they make it, everyone's just going to be yeah, righto. It's Melbourne. Uh, I don't think that it's going to go any other way. But I think that the Manly Seagulls, the footy they're playing at the moment, it's it's hard to to say that Penrith. Well, if Manly and and Penrith play today, it's going to be a very interesting game. And I think as as Look, Penrith, hundred percent. Look, I'm not ruling out Penrith. I'm saying, I'm saying against the the Manly Seagulls, it's it's going to be a close one. And I think um, 
yeah, as I said, if Manly and Penrith play today, I think Manly wins. Yeah, well, if I think if Manly can use Turbo really well, they can they can beat any team in the NRL. Like mm. I, I love watching I love watching them their shape, you know, their their double blocks yeah. and all that. It's it's just most of the time it's it's perfect. You know what I mean? You can tell they've practiced yeah. it a lot. And last week, what really shocked me was when they played the Bulldogs. They had Turbo running an angle off the off the second row lead runner back against the grain on, mm. on the ruck. And do you remember that one when he like he dropped yeah. under Kieran Foran and ran back against the grain? Yeah. Like if if Turbo the way Turbo runs that line and you're you're three meters out from the trial and that's nearly impossible. So, well, origin I mean? like, origin first like pretty much the second tackle in the first set of the game. Tom Travojevic runs straight at Tino for Sulamala Aoi and puts him on his ass. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't know if you remember that tackle, but um, yeah, for Sulamala Aoi fell straight off him. And 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 look, um, the thing that look, here the thing is the thing that people aren't thinking about is the coaches. Um, yeah, that's you what got I'm about to say. That was yeah, you that was a Dez really good. Yeah, so that was that was a really good warning shot from Des, just showing, you know, other teams. This is what we can do with Turbo. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's not even just with Turbo. Their whole team, yeah, Kieran Foreman, te- yeah. Cherry Evans, Morgan Harper, Jason Saab. The list goes on. Their whole team has just been on fire recently. Yeah, and and also you got probably one of the most underrated players in the NRL, Ruben Garrick. You know, I think he's a top point scorer right now. And, he is. And he, no he, one's really talking about him. Well, so, top, not the top try. He's the top. He's scored the most points in the season for a Manly player. That is a yeah. huge, huge stat for a player that we don't even talk about. Uh, we're sitting here talking about Tom Trevojevic. We're sitting here talking about um, all of the other Manly players. We're sitting here talking about parents. We've, le- we've left out uh, one of the most impactful players this season. He's kicked nearly every conversion this year, he's been really consistent for the Manly Seagulls. But the, the thing that's going to win Manly this game, I think, is the coaching. I think Des has done it before. He did it with the Dogs. He beat Melbourne with the Dogs, um, which is which which is a crazy thing to think about. I think if if there's a coach that um, is going to get um, the Manly Seagulls um, ready for a team like Melbourne, especially in a grand final situation, it's definitely... Des Lasler. And I think, look, the grand final really depends on how the draw is set. It depends which team's in which position. It depends who's versing who in the finals. Um, it, it all depends on how the draw is set. Um, and it and I think, as I said, if there's any coach that is going to get um, the Manly Seagulls to a premiership, it's Des Hasler. Yeah. But also in the, in that same way, I I can't see Craig Bellamy losing. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's 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 adapted a lot since he lost to Des Hasler in the Bulldogs. You know, yeah. And he's, and he's learnt a lot more, a lot more coaching stuff and yeah. styles that which obviously comes with experience every season that you coach or every season that you play. But uh, yeah, I can't see Craig Bellamy losing to to Manly. Or, or any other team or Penrith yeah. he's just he's just such a classy coach Look, anyway. Craig Bellamy is the master coach he's he's a fantastic um, coach he's very signed with the Melbourne Storm as well which is fantastic I think that's definitely what the Melbourne Storm need um, but yeah um, it, it's going to be an interesting one and as I said before it's really dependent on how the draws are set um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, look, Craig, Craig, no doubt, Craig Bellamy and the Melbourne Storm are going to be a huge contender in the finals, like they always are. Um, and, uh, and look, um, I'll, no one's going to be surprised if they get there because Craig Bellamy, the super coach, you've got players uh, like Cameron Munster and 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 well, Nico Hines at the moment. Uh, uh, there's a few players I could name, even underrated Kenneth Bromwich and. and Jesse Bromwich, all those players, all those forwards, all those backs, every player on the team have just put 100% in um, every game. Um, they are one of the most consistent teams in the comp. Uh, they're one of the most well-coached teams in the comp. 
they have a set plan for pretty much every team. Um, everything's laid out in front of them. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very hard team to beat the Melbourne Storm, but it's, it's definitely doable. I think as I was talking about um, with, uh, I think it was the Wolfpack Academy, um, a big weakness for uh, the Melbourne Storm is if you score points in them early, um, yeah, I um, I think that if Manly um, get fired up and players like Saab, Tavoyevic, yeah. Harper, um, even Foran, uh, Cherry Evans, all the, Dylan Walker even, he's had a fantastic season and he's coming off the bench. If those players stand up, um, score points early, like it's going to be very hard for the Melbourne Storm to come come back no matter what they throw at them. Yeah, well, the way I see it, the only way you beat the Melbourne Storm is if you win the ruck. And that, that's sometimes the hardest thing to do. You got, you've got to be winning the forward battle before you win the backs battle first. You know what For I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. You've got to be rolling those meters over and you've got to be doing it better than the Melbourne Stormer so they get more fatigued and their disappointment is, is less than what your team is. And you open it up fully for your backs. So I think I think if you want to beat Melbourne, you've got to you gotta be really there to have a go. Especially oh, if, for you, sure. if you're in the forward back. You gotta you gotta be you gotta you gotta really turn up on the day and you got you gotta be playing at hundred percent. For sure. And I think uh, another thing is just as you said, going through them with the win the forwards battle, but also just like chucking in some early kicks and making them do yeah. more tackles than they have to do, but getting them really, really fatigued and then just uh, taking it home from there. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if and, and honestly, it's way, a great, yeah. Yeah. You, you got to be asking questions the whole game, the whole 80 minutes. You're going to be asking questions, asking questions, and you got to be asking good questions. So they can usually make the wrong answer, which leads to a mistake, which can lead to points. So that's, that's that's how you got to, you got to beat them like like what you said you got to be kicking the ball early you got to be doing things that they're not going to expect you to do and yeah totally be, I mean you know, uh, changing it up Melbourne Melbourne are the team with a set plan to beat teams and if, and if you change up that plan then they're just basically like fuck what am I doing now what am I going to have to do what are we doing um, yeah I think um, yeah as as I said just winning. As you said, and as I said as well, forward battle and and doing things that they don't expect. I think getting enough points on them early as well definitely is is the way to beat the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, it can be done, uh, and I think Manly are definitely the team to do that. Um, moving on um, to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, with Reynolds going to the Brisbane Broncos next year, who do you see as the captain of the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Yeah, well... Well, um, obviously you got Cameron Murray and, and Cody Walker out there. They're probably your, the best leaders in the team. And uh, they, they really lead from example, Cameron Murray, Cody Walker. Like you see Cameron Murray, how many tackles he makes per per game, mate. How, his work rate, he, he, it's like he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like mm. he's, he's, he's all over the ball and he really leads from example. Obviously, Cody Walker, the amount of try assists he, he pushes and his five eight playing ability it's it's elite and I think I think one of them is is going to be a really a really good leader for the team. I, I think um, South Sydney making Mark Nichols their captain was a was a little bit of a J up. What do you reckon about that? I, I reckon that was a bit of a J up. Like yeah, it was. Like, it, I mean, there's a lot of there's been a lot in the media about him, especially after scoring. Um, I think it was a two tries or a hat trick even. Um, I mean, for a front rower, that's especially of his caliber. It's not um, what you'd expect from him. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, um, wise, mate. definitely, definitely, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, um, look, if if there's a, if there's someone that's going to captain the South Sydney Rabbitohs, it's one of two guys, and I think um, the most likely out of those two is definitely, well, in my opinion, I think it's Cameron Murray. Um, just the things that he does um, are just unreal for the game. His defense is on point. Um, everything, every all the little things that he does, his ball works great. You can chuck him on an edge, he'll do his job. You can chuck him in the centers, he'll do his job. 
lock forward, he's already doing his job and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, like it's, it's, I think if, if anyone's picked as the captain, it's him. Um, but another player I've got here is Cody Walker. Um, and I think he's definitely, um, a leader in that side. Um, you've heard people like Benji, even Benji Marshall and, and Damien Cook was saying as well, like, like Damien Cook would put a grubber in and Cody like would be like, fuck, no, what are you doing? And then the kick would go well and, and Cody would be like, all right, good job. Um, just ask me before you do that stuff and stuff like that. So you can obviously see that, um, uh, that Cody Walker is definitely a leader in that side and geez, you wouldn't be mistaken to putting him captain, but yeah, I think it's between those two guys. It could be two co-captains, mate. Like, 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 you know what I mean? That, that'd be, you could do that. You have two co-captains. Yeah. Well, those two. They're both great leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're both, they're both great leaders, man. And and the good thing about that is when Cameron Murray comes off and Cody Walker, he, he steps up and he's the guy. Like, that's the great thing about that as well. Um, and yeah, those two I think would be the go um, for that uh, for the captain of South Sydney. Um, do you think South can still win the comp without Latrell Mitchell? It it's going to be a battle. It's going to it's going to be really hard. Mm. It's um it's Wayne Ben's last season, so that they really wanted to pull off something special. Oh, and and not um, just that the farewell yeah the farewell of Adam yeah, Reynolds as well like. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna have a huge motive that's, that's, uh, for them to win. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, Latrell was part of that plan from day one when they brought him over to South Sydney. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they had him in the plan to win the comp. With mm. him gone, I think it's gonna be a really upward battle. But that's that's how it basically is winning premiership. So you, you can't expect to to have it easy. Mm. It's always gonna yeah. be hard. There's always gonna be challenges. I think the kid Blake Tafe. He is a gun. Oh, he's such a gun. Yeah. So hard. You know, watching play play New South Wales Cup, he carves up, mate. Like, I I, I remember watching him play and just, mate, he just carves up teams. We've seen a a little bit of him in first grade. I Mm. think the only thing that's going to let him down is his height. You know, if you have someone like Turbo, he he always loves pushing through that ruck and contesting the high ball, mate. He'll catch it. You could say the same thing. You could say the same thing about Sam Walker and look at the season he's had. He's 79, 73 to 79 kilos, I'm pretty sure. And here he is having an absolute blinder of a season uh, for the Roosters. Uh, I think, I think um, for most players, you've got Sam Walker, uh, Jaden Campbell for the Titans, um, Dane Laurie for the, for the West Tigers. If all those players come back a few kilos heavier, then geez, they're going to be uh, unstoppable. Um, the yeah. thing is, as well, I haven't seen much of Blake Tuff in the halves, but gee, he looks yeah, good at I was, fullback. I was about to say that. Yeah, you got to find a way to have him on the field. He's just so dangerous everywhere in the field. Even a move to the to halfback or five eight. Oh, honestly, you know, that, that could work I, I, really well for him. If if, I, if I'm if I'm the Rodos, it all depends on how Lachlan Ilias goes this week. They're the halfback that's stepping in. Yeah. From Adam Reynolds, depending on the game he has, um, honestly, if if I'm the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I'm keeping Benji for one more year. I'm putting him at halfback. I'm going to put Blake Tuff at Blake Tuff at fullback, and I'm bringing putting Latrell into the centres. Uh, that's how I'm going about it. Obviously, with the, I don't know with, if I think the exit of Dane Gay guys, that's the perfect timing, um, especially to try something like that out. If I'm the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I'm I'm putting this kid at fullback. He, he's too damaging at fullback. And I think Latrell is one of the best left centers in the game. Uh, Gould, Gould, I think, says it nearly every week. He's one of the best left centers in the game. And here he is at fullback, still having a great mate, game. Put him back mate, at left he center. Is, he is oh. the, the best left center in the game, mate. We saw him at the Chooks, what he did. It's it's Greg Inglis, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it, he's, he's the best left center in the game. For sure. It, it just, he's just so explosive. And he's he's got all the X factor in the world. He's he's just the perfect center in in my eyes. It will totally well, obviously that- he played he, he played a lot of fullback in his junior years, so I can see yeah. why he, he wanted to move back to fullback. But uh, I, I still yeah. see him as a center. Like you watch yeah. him in the Blues, you know he is so good there. You know what I mean? Oh, he's so good at reading. He's, the a, game he's an absolute like, weapon. And the thing is, he doesn't get as tired either. He looks yeah. way fitter at center. Um. He, he at fullback, he just 
he he looks tired nearly every sec, second set that they have. He well, it's a hard he, work. He, here he is with his hands on his knees. Here he is with his hard yeah. hands on his knees. And look, uh, I'm not bagging the troll. He is definitely uh, one of the biggest X factor players in the game. Um, but honestly, put him back at left center if, if I'm the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and you put Blake Taffet at fullback. Uh, and as I said, it's all depending on how Lachlan Ilias goes this weekend to decide the sides. I think I think um, that th- they already know uh, how the team's going to look next year. But but geez, this game's definitely going to have a lot to say about it. But look, if I'm the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I'm keeping Benji for another year, and I'll be developing Lachlan Lachlan Ilias and let let have let him have one more year um, being directed and, and mentored by ben, a guy like Benji Marshall. Come 2023, um, gee, Lachlan Lillies will be a great player. Yeah, yeah, mate. He, 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 he really is a great player. You know, with the mentoring of someone like Benji Marshall, you know, he could he could be taken to the next level. Yeah. Uh, the new coach coming in, his name is Jason Demetrio. He's already there. He's the assistant coach. He's already yeah, he's yeah, already yeah but he's a new head coach coming in. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah I, I uh, I heard one of his goals that he said uh, he wants. He said something about he wants everyone in the South Sydney Rabbitohs first grade team to have at least played. I think it was like five years in the junior South Sydney system. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he he wants to really make it like a South Sydney district club. So he, mm. I th- yeah, so he wanted like eighty percent of the team to be from the South Sydney area. Which is um he which is one of his goals and and he's really big on on leadership and the values of the games and the morals so I think he can really mm. turn Latrell around because he's he's big on playing great footy but also you know having respect for the opposition and and playing with with class so I, I think he's going to be a really good influence in that whole team and it's going to be really exciting to see what he can do yeah totally totally agree um. Yeah, uh, look, it's <laughs> it's it, you can't really tell what what the plan is the next year. But um, Benji Marshall, I mean, he's still got some great footy in him. Um, I don't you think reckon? he's going to be. I don't think he's ready to retire. I think you need to give him at least one more year. Um, I reckon his defense is going to let him down. Like I, I don't think he's going to stop someone like kick out, run full steam ahead at him. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, the only reason I'm keeping him at the club as a halfback it's for one year and one year is not going to let them down but yeah exactly it's experience and i think um him mentoring all the juniors it's just going to make their um the south senior amado's decision for who plays halfback uh dimitro's decision in fact so much easier because he's going to say he's taking on what benji said really well um say lockley lilius uh has a uh a great season in the um uh, in the in the reserve grade uh, side or in SG Ball or wherever he's playing at the moment, um, Demetrio is going to pick that up and say he's been listening to what Benji said. Look at him go, um, bring him in. Let's let's start him off. And they don't need to bring him in straight away. Just like saying you're half back. That's 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 how it is. You're you're starting. Yeah. Um, bring him in like Blake Taff. Maybe one or two games in in the season. Just put him at the fourteen and. Put him on the last 15, 10 minutes of the game um, with with Benji, obviously, and and just let him and play some footy. Uh, and I think that's the best thing for him. Then come twenty twenty three, as I said, he's just going to be a, such a much more improved player. Now I haven't watched Lockamilius play uh, much footy, but geez, anyone mentored by a guy like Benji Marshall, I mean, um, you can't deny that they're just going to be a, a talent. Yeah, yeah, mate. He, he's one of the best to do it. You know, Benji. He's he, he's always been someone that you love to watch, and I think I think mentoring at the South Sydney Rabbitohs is going to be similar to like a Cooper Cronk at at the Roosters, mm. and it's going to be it's going to be really good for the team. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, moving, going back to league expansion, we were talking a bit about it at the start. Um, Honestly, I'm not a fan. Um, I don't think. Why not? I don't think there's not enough players playing rugby league to make an expansion team. Now, just think about this for a second. Say, say another, 
another two teams get brought into the NRL. How many kids do you think from our comp alone, let alone all the other comps in in, um, in uh, Australia with with the players uh, that they've got? How many of those players do you think are going to continue on and, and go to the NRL out of out of the players that are playing now? Well, obviously, only the elite from from where we play now are going to make yeah. it to that top level. But but let me yeah. pitch this to you: you're you're 14 years old, and it's your dream to play in the NRL, right? Yeah. There's currently there's only 16 teams in the league. If there was 19 teams in the league or 17, your chances go mm. higher and higher and higher and higher. Yes, Even but that's... if those teams are going to struggle at the start mm. of the NRL, you're still going to get NRL exposure, which is going to make the players better. So yeah, I, but... I think opening up those teams in those areas, of obviously the three main contenders I... are Redcliffe Dolphins, Brisbane Jets, and Brisbane Firehawks. I think it's going to open it right up Look, for, uh... for the rugby league community. Yeah, but that means it also means if they bring the red team like the Redcliffe Dolphins in, one team's getting a buy every week. Um, I've talked about it with the rugby league guru uh, on the podcast I did with him. Um, it's just not going to suit uh, the NRL. Uh, I I don't see league expansioning happening for another five or, or six years when we do have a lot more people playing. Because look, my argument before, I get what you're saying that there's kids that are out there that definitely dream to play in the NRL, um, but from a real realistically, not many of those players are going to continue on and play rugby league. I mean, have the dream when you're young. I totally understand that. I've I've been myself. I've been wanting to play in the NRL. That's that'd be an awesome thing to do. But but it's just it's it's not. I mean, sure. I could, I could, if I, if I put in the work, I could definitely play in the NRL. Um, but then you've got to take into account the kids that stop when they're our age. Um, there's going to be plenty of those. Um, uh, it, it's just not going to suit the NRL. And and, the, and and as I said before, teams having a buy every week, the fans aren't going to be happy. Um, it was even. I think even you can agree as a Roosters fan. You're, the Roosters missing two games in a season. I mean, you're not going to be happy with that, are you? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, not going to not going to be happy with that at all. But but in a way, like that, that's kind of how league expansion works. You know, there's positives and there's negatives to it. Yeah, but so you yeah. you got to consider both sides. But I I can see it more of a benefit to the NRL than there is oh, sacrifices. Yeah. I, I just don't think that there's enough players or talent um, to fit in the NRL teams. Um, you got to do the things that make the fans happy. You can't just ignore the fans and say, right, I want another team in the NRL. I don't care what the fans think. It's going to, less people are going to watch the game. Um, it's just not, it's not going to go down well. Um, and as silly as this sounds, um, super coach players as well, they're not going to, be happy with it either because they've got yeah. players having buys every week. Uh, you would know with the fantasy comp we've got uh, how difficult it is um, when players get injured um, or buys with Australia, uh, like representative football or or you know, like state of origin even, um, players having buys. Imagine uh, half your team having a buy nearly every week. Like that, that's not going to go down well at all. Oh, it, it's just not the right time. I, I get what you're saying. It's it's just not the right time. Five years yeah. down the track, when you've got five years worth of, of players from all around Australia that uh, say one-eighth of each comp uh, in Australia over the next five years uh, decide to play NRL, I think then we'll have enough players. Um, even with the rugby league guru, like when we were talking if there's one team introduced, there's got to be two. Um, they can't just yeah, be the one two. team. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the, one team having a buy every week, it's just not going to sit well. Um, yeah. From a, as a yeah. rugby league fan, I, I, I'm just not a fan of uh, the league expansion, to be honest. I, I don't think it's a good idea now. I don't think it's a good idea now. Five years down the track, six years down the track. Totally. Let's do it. Bring two teams. Um, but now, the what what the world's going through with COVID, obviously, and all that stuff, it is not the right time to be introducing yeah. another team. 
Well, well, everyone said the same thing about the New Zealand Warriors. You know, why would we expand our Australian Rugby League to, you know, involve New Zealand in it back in 1995? And look how that turned out now. You know, they're yeah. one of the most renowned teams in the world think- and and we love watching them. So, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, it's hard. It, it, it's it's hard to judge, you know, yeah. when when you're going to do it and when the right time is, as you said. Mm. But, but uh, yeah, I, I just think I think yeah. I, I completely understand what you said with the COVID and all that. It's it's not yeah. the right time now, but I think it's it's the future of rugby league. Yeah. It's to keep the sport alive in Australia because yeah. we obviously know, you know, like even us were playing at a young age, we yeah. know the league started starting to die out yeah. you know what i mean yeah so, I, look, I, to- I totally agree with that aspect of what you're saying like but not now five years down the track six years down the track maybe not now it's definitely the future of rugby league i do see it happening it's just not the right time yeah yeah 100 you're right all right well let's to finish up we're going to go through our round 25 tips start us off richie who have you got all right so uh in the first game tonight, we got Raiders versus Roosters. I'm going to take the Roosters on that to win. Yep. I think I think they have a good bounce back there. And then we got Sharks versus Storm. I'm going to back Melbourne Storm once again. They're going to have a good bounce good bounce back against the Sharks. Eels versus Panthers. I'm going to back Panthers 100% on that. But Eels are probably going to carry a bit of form with them after beating Melbourne. So I think. You, you might want to watch out for them. You know, don't go into if you're a Penrith player, don't go into that game thinking it was an, it's an easy win or something like that because oh, they're definitely yeah, totally. a lot of fire. Yeah, Broncos versus Newcastle. I'm going to take Newcastle Knights on that on that win. Mm. I think Mitchell Pearce, Calvin Ponga, and company they're going to be too dominant for the Broncos to keep up. Uh, Manly and the Cowboys. I'm going to back Manly to win that. Rabbitohs versus St George. I'm going to take St George on that. That's, that's a, probably a bit of a bit of a long stretch, but I think oh, Zach Lomax huge. has been playing really good footy, and I think Dragons. It's about time they get a win. So, mm. you know, yeah, I, I think I think it's about time they, they start turning up. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Titans versus Warriors. I'm going to take Titans to win that. Dave Fafita, he looked really strong, and he's going to be one of their key players. And finally, Tigers versus Bulldogs. I'm going to take. West Tigers to knock over the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. All right. Well, that uh, I can't agree. As a South supporter, I can't see the Dragons winning. As a fan of the rugby league, I can't see the Dragons winning. But yeah, you're right. They do need a win. I, I just don't think that the South, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, well, there's always uh, an upset. There's always an upset somewhere. So yeah. look, I can uh, see. I can. I, it's definitely possible. We've got half our team out. But yeah. Well, I, as a South supporter, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, um, on to my tips now. Uh, Raiders versus Roosters. I've got the Sydney Roosters. I think Roosters look really good at the moment. Um, Raiders could win. Uh, honestly, look, to be honest, you know what? I'm changing that here. I think the Raiders will actually win that game. Um, oh, just because I didn't back No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, honestly, I, I, personally, I think that the Raiders definitely look with the introduction of Chance to go Clockstad, the impact that he's had on the team. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, well, Jack Whiten's been starting to get his form back a little bit. Um, that um, Matt Frawley guy looks really good at half back there. Um, that team looks really good, and um, depending on if Josh Papali is playing. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I do think the Raiders can win that game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters win. They definitely want that win. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a game that the Raiders could definitely win. Um, Sharks versus Storm. I got the Storm. I think I don't think the Sharks are going to beat the Storm personally. I just don't think that's very realistic. And honestly, depending on how this game goes, um, the, the, if the Sharks lose this game and the Raiders win. Um, Sharks are out of the top eight and Raiders are in. So, again, that's another way, reason why I think the Raiders are going to win. I think they've got a lot to play for. I know uh, Roosters are already in the finals no matter what, depending on whether it's fourth, fifth, or sixth. But uh, the Raiders have a lot to play for. Um, so it could be a real uh, upset there. Um, yeah, and I've, I've got the storm over the Sharks. I just don't think 
that it's a winnable game for the Sharks. I think the Storm just have too much. And obviously with the uh, with uh, Nelson and uh, Tui Kankamitha uh, coming back into the side, they're two massive forwards that uh, are just going to run th- straight through uh, the Sharks. Uh, yeah, and sometimes the Sharks are known for for those one or two games where they don't stand up uh, and their forwards aren't on, uh, don't turn up on the park. Uh, so I have got the Storm. Uh, the Eels versus the Panthers, I've got the Panthers. I don't think the Eels um, will win that game. I do think last week uh, was a shock to a lot of people, uh, but the Panthers are playing great footy at the moment, and I just don't think that that's a winnable game for the Eels. Broncos versus Knights, I've got the Broncos for this one. Uh, I think Payne Haas um, is playing some great footy at the moment. Anthony Milford's playing some great footy, coming back to the Broncos side, I think. He's going to be fantastic for them. Uh, and it's really based on how the halves combination goes plus um, the impact that Payne Haas has. I think it's a very winnable game for the Knights, but I do see the Broncos winning this one. Cowboys and Manly, I've got Manly. I just think the form that the Seagulls are in at the moment, I, d- I don't see the Cowboys winning this game. I think that the, the, the Manly Seagulls are playing champagne footy at the moment and I don't think any team's going to stand in their way. Uh, Rabbitohs versus the Dragons. I've got the Rabbitohs. I do realise that yeah. most of their teams out. Um, Cody Walker, Cam Murray, Adam Reynolds. Uh, a lot of their teams out. Latrell Mitchell, obviously, with the suspension. Uh, but look, it's it's going to be a real game, good game to, to see how the juniors go. Uh, I do see the South winning that game. I don't think. You know, you know I, I think I'm going to change my tip on that one too. I, I've been thinking about it a little bit. You know, like Blake, like someone like Blake Tay, if he's yeah, he's, well, he's too good to lose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, sure. He's too he's too good to lose like that. Well, but like, like Benji said, Marshall, it's gonna, be, it's gonna yeah. be interesting. You still and got Benji, Benji Marshall in their side. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, got all yeah. the forwards coming off a really good win. You know, yeah. I think I think it's gonna be a very interesting game. So. I think no matter how many young blokes from that team, I think um, two uh, two old guys. Like, I'm even gonna say Mark Nichols, Benji Marshall, and Mark Nichols. That just those two guys and their experience that they have, I think uh, it'd be a great game for the Rabbitohs. It'd be quite an interesting one, but I do think the Rabbitohs win that one. Uh, Titans and Warriors, I'm going to have to go with the Warriors. I think uh, they're playing some great footy at the moment. I think they were very unlucky to lose to Canberra. It was only the last second that the Canberra Raiders put a few tries on them. Um, the Warriors looked great. I mean, obviously, Wade Egan scoring a try in one minute. Um, I think that was crazy. Uh, I do see the Warriors beating the Titans here. Uh, and then the Tigers and the Bulldogs, I've gone with West Tigers. I think to end their season, the Tigers need that one win, and I think that they are going to win this game against the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs are just that team to, to that that it's very possible for the Tigers to beat. In saying that, though, um, against Manly last week, they looked on fire. Um, so, yeah, that will be a great uh, game to finish the week, but I have got the Tigers to win that one. All right, well, that's the end of uh, this podcast today. Uh, thanks for hopping on, Rich. Thanks for having me, Wes. All right, Wes no worries, pleasure. mate. Catch up. Yeah. Catch okay, up. See you next Bye. week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this one. I recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one.